When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Jimmy V Classic doubleheader tonight. Number 11, FAU taking on number 20, Illinois. And then here we go, Jeffrey, Carolina taking on you. Go Heels! All the action on ESPN and the ESPN app. Meanwhile, uh, before we start a new hour here, hey, guys, who wore it better last night? The Bengals beard fan or the Jaguars face fan? Beard. There's no question. There's no beard. beard. You don't wow. get that. Get that Jags man off of the screen. He does not deserve no. to share a screen. For real. Talking about Bengals man. Something that took months versus something that took minutes. I'm sorry. Months? That's not even close. You think the growth years that beard. maybe? Yeah. I, w- I will say though, how you how you gonna paint the beard and not the mustache? Show some commitment. I, look, guy. all I'm saying is, I'll bet he thought it through. I'll bet he <laughs> One way or another. Wow. Uh, that is, of course, was the preface to last night's action as we continue yeah. live from yeah, the yeah. support. Brought to you by Chase. We've been on fire all morning long, and it continues. And it begins with a sneaky, fascinating game last night between the Bengals and Jaguars. It was a great game, but it featured one terrible moment that could change everything. If you didn't watch it, here's what you missed. Jaguars, their first Monday night game since 2011. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags hosting the Bengals. And it is on the way here. After the action last night, I'm being told that we have some issue technically with the highlights, so we will tell you quickly that the result of it was the Jaguars losing and potentially losing their quarterback, Mm. Trevor Lawrence. Am I being told we do have it? Okay, then roll it. Here it comes. The action last night. I've already told you the Jaguars would lose and that Trevor Lawrence would get hurt. Let's show you how it happened. Before any of that would happen, with the game tied at 14 in the third quarter, Jamar Chase was the best player on the field. Third and short, the Jags were blitzing. The safety was a bit out of position because of disguise, and you leave Jamar Chase in man coverage. You might give up six. Chase, 11 catches, 149 yards. Ooh. Bengals up a touchdown. But then, Jeffrey, how about that catch from Parker Washington? Talk about focus, locked in. Defensive back should have picked it, tips yeah. it instead. Tips are usually picked. Now it's a TD. Tips are sick. Good for the guys. Washington's the guys. first NFL touchdown. We're tied at 21. Now here's an absolutely Why? terrible play. Why? Why? Your guy's actually throwing it vertically down the field for touchdowns. I would give it to a receiver to throw it behind the line of scrimmage. Don't outthink yourself. That was Don't outthink yourself. Tyler Boyd throwing the pick. Jaguars take over in great field position. Now we go to the six-minute mark, fourth quarter, tied at 28, and here's where it all goes wrong. You're going to see Trevor Lawrence in enormous amounts of pain, and then you're going to see how it happened. Jeff, what do you make of it? Yeah, not only does he get stepped on, which rolls his ankle, which is bad enough, you see it get stuck underneath him as he's falling. Mm. This is just brutal. It, it is. And listen, you're going from the Jags being the number one seed to possibly missing the playoffs because of that guy right there. That's a brutal, brutal injury. There will be an MRI today. We should have an update. In the meantime, C.J. Beathard would come in. That after the Jaguars missed a field goal yeah. on that drive. But yeah. Beathard in the final moments finding Travis Etienne to set them up for another field goal try from Brandon McManus. And this time it's up and it is good. And so in the final half minute, that 40-yarder ties it at 31. We go to overtime. Bengals' first drive of OT after a Jaguars punt. This is second down play. Nick, how about the catch from Jamar Chase here? Yeah, it's cover three, tight coverage, but you know the rules. Jamar down there, throw it in his direction. He's going to make a play. Jake Browning threw for 354 yards. 
Jamar Chase should have gotten credit for at least three catches on that one. Joe Burrow says, that's my guy. Third and ten midfield Browning, who was really good last night. This is for T. Higgins, 11 yards and a first down. Bengals would set it up for Evan McPherson to kick the 48-yarder to win it. It is up, and it is good. Bengals season is very much alive. 34-31, and so on they go. Again, we will get an update on the injury to Trevor Lawrence as soon as we have one. Bengals, meanwhile, put themselves in the playoff picture. Jaguars, as Jeff mentioned, if they'd won last night, they would have been at the top of this picture. Now they certainly run some risk if Lawrence is out for an extended period of time of falling out of the playoffs entirely. As soon as there's an update, you will get it. In the meantime, we do have an update from Philadelphia where the Eagles' defense needed help, and yesterday they added some. Eagles still picking up the pieces from Sunday's disaster against San Francisco. 49ers scored 42 points, including touchdowns on essentially six consecutive possessions to end the game. Niners could do whatever they wanted through the air, throwing for 314 yards, 68% of those coming after the catch. So receivers running free in the secondary. And so the 23-point loss changing the Eagles' chances of being the one seed. Before the game, our analytics had it at 74%. Now it's 49%. And Rex was here yesterday. He said this. Niners have that knockout punch. They can obliterate you. And that's what they did. Philly has been living on close games, winning because of championship medal, Look at that getting stat. down into the fourth quarter of games, and that's how they win. I'm sorry. That's not a look of a Super Bowl team. And so my favorite question to ask, bad game or bad sign Philadelphia Eagles, Jeff? Bad game. I mean, listen, this team has beaten everybody that they yeah. played up until this point. They played bad. I mean, and listen, it's 13-6 at halftime, y'all. 13 to 6. What do you get? And you saw, you saw the yards after catch, 212 yards after the catch. They made explosive plays. The Eagles looked gas in the second half. They didn't play up to the expectation, but you can't just write off the Eagles because they play bad. This is not a bad football team. It was a bad night. Bad game or bad sign, Graziano? It's a bad sign. And I'm not saying they're a bad football team, but if they're I mean they got they got waxed by a team they're probably gonna have to go through in order to reach the Super Bowl. We're not talking about are the Eagles good or not. We're talking about are the Eagles Super Bowl champion good. And right now, the way they are playing. I don't care what the score was at halftime. They haven't been that. They have, Rex is right. They have been winning close games with championship medal. That is to their credit. That is a compliment to them, right? And they have time, and they've built the kind of record you need in order to buy yourself time to work their issues out. But if you think this defense is anything like it was last year, I'm not sure what you've been watching. Maybe yeah. what we should be saying about the Cowboys, excuse me, about the Niners, is that in their two games against the Cowboys and the Eagles, the two teams that we expect them to have to get through to get to the Super Bowl, they outscored them by a combined total of 84 to 29. Is that good? 42 to 10 and 42 to 19. Maybe this conversation is more about the Niners than it is about anything else. Yeah, if it weren't for that like midseason lull, which is predicated on the injuries around um, their quarterback, then we'd be talking very differently about this 49ers team. But yeah, to do that to the only two teams that we could see as legitimate NFC contenders against them is really impressive. They're playing incredibly well, and they do look like a buzzsaw that's unstoppable. And so, to spin it back to Philadelphia, which is where the conversation began, most of the questions are about their defense. 
Did they find one answer yesterday? Well, they added Shaq Leonard, the former Colts linebacker, who was cut by the Colts last week, and, and, and they think that'll help. They need help on defense. They need help at linebacker. They're short-handed there. You already saw them go out at the trade deadline and add a couple pieces in the secondary. So the hope is that the veteran presence uh, of Shaq Leonard will stabilize things at least a little bit on the defensive side of the ball, where they've been very, very leaky. Jeff, you obviously know Shaq Leonard as well as anybody yeah. with your connection to Indy. You coached him for the end of last season. What does he add to Philadelphia? Oh, probably one of the brightest football players I've ever been around, right? Diagnosis plays, understands where to be, is a ball hawk. For, you talk about a linebacker who can find the ball, whether it's punching it out, interceptions. He reads and diagnoses as well as anybody, and he helps get guys on the same page. Like, he is a true leader in the locker room. I got a ton of respect for what this guy Even though he's not the same player physically yeah. right now than he has been, this guy, the addition of him being back there and being able to be in coverage, which is really where – they got exposed the other night. That's going to be a big help the for them. Speed and athleticism are huge, but I think your point, the intelligence is bigger because specifically against the 49ers, they like to attack the linebackers. Absolutely. And reading and diagnosing the difference between play action and run is a hard thing to do. And if Shaquille Leonard is capable of doing that, he does equalize some of the challenges that they'll see when they face the 49ers I think, again. I think the scary thing about the 49ers is if you're good at linebacker, they can attack you some other way. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's the thing. And, and right now the Eagles – just again this is this is splitting hairs among right. the very best teams in the league right they just don't seem to have as much as the 49ers have in terms of ways to beat you. And the challenging thing about the Eagles is they're a very, like, stagnant defense. And yeah. they, they're going right. to do what they, they do. They don't and disguise. against the 49ers, it's the worst thing to do because yeah. they know your rules. The 49ers are a team that you're going to have to confuse and surprise or you're going to have to dominate. And I brought this up yesterday. When you have a defense that's like, look, we played three, four, two, beat us. You need to dominate up front. Your yeah. D-line has to win every single down. And they didn't do that against Trent. Williams in that offensive yeah. line. Two, of two things I saw in that game. The, the edges for uh, Philadelphia didn't play. They, they got way too much. They, they got to play at one yard and right. kind of feather things Ooh, out. Right? That part's going to have to be fixed for the. But the also, the offense for Philly, like, we can't give them a pass, bro. They had two. They could have been up 14 to nothing. Right. Instead, they settle for field goals. When you're playing a team as good as San Francisco, you're going to have to convert that. Right. I think Sirianna will be more aggressive next time. They, they, they have to understand that part. Right. It's like maybe you played a little because you can't settle early. The, point, the game is completely different. The point you made about those red zone opportunities is huge, especially against the 49ers. Exactly. It's any team, but the 49ers, the one thing that we can say about the 49ers that we aren't quite sure about is can they come back from being down? Right. right. When they have you where they want you and they can always put you in those run pass conflicts, that's a problem. Exactly. 14 nothing at the end of the first half or the end of the first quarter early in the game, then you're looking to find out if Brock Purdy can drop back yeah. knowing with the that's situation right. and destroy your defense. And then that D-line you have can they can, can get up the field. They can get up the field. You don't have to worry about. Can McCaffrey. I just quickly also say one thing about them just squeaking by and barely holding on and winning yeah. these games, which I understand. And I would, I would I don't feel, understand. I, well, I would think that would make a lot more difference if they were doing it against bad teams. In the last six weeks, they beat Miami, Dallas, Kansas City, yeah. and Buffalo. I mean, these are all teams that we think, and I believe, including the Bills, are going to be in the playoffs. The others certainly are going to be in the playoffs. So they're not just barely holding on to beat the lower level teams. They're beating the best teams in the National Football yeah, don't League. Don't speak common sense. 
sense around here. You're going to get in trouble if you speak some common sense around here. We got two haters out here who are on the bandwagon and get, get kicking Philly out. You guys want to select moments. I mean, right? Like, like this is Mr. Moments. It was only 13 seconds. Oh, no, that's right. The entire game. These are entire games where they show flaws, and the flaws are consistently the same problem. That's the issue. We're talking about Super Bowl expectations. Yes. If we're talking about a team that wasn't in the playoffs last year or weren't, weren't a couple plays away from winning the Super Bowl last year, then I'm like, fine, you're right. This is great. This team has medal. We're talking about a team that is expecting to win a championship, and they have glaring flaws that they've been trying to address that will not go away. They have glaring, that is a bad sign. They have glaring flaws against the best team in the NFL. Okay. Well, it, they right? want to win the Super Bowl, Jeffrey. They're going to go play them again, bro. Okay. You and I both know. They're going to go play them again. Uh, agreed. But if they cannot beat those best teams, if they do not have a situation to address those flaws, it's going to be a problem. Agreed. And I think Bayard and Leonard take a step in that direction, but we'll see. Before they get anywhere near San Francisco again, they got to go to Dallas on Sunday. We're talking about that mm. game as we continue and just how much quarterback pressure there is on Dak to beat the Eagles in that home game. Could it be the biggest regular season game of his career? We're talking about it. Plus, Patrick has a real problem in Kansas City, and it could cost him another trip to the Super Bowl. We'll all over that as we continue. And then, of course, it's Tuesday morning. That means pancakes are on the way. But let's start with a little appetizer, Jeffrey. we got to go a little La Crete this morning. And we're going to start back when all the, all the crazy, all the hysteria, is that in Alabama? There it is. Oh, Look at what they're showing you. The number one defense in the country. Let's just toss them out the club. We got a little double team. Dude's hitting the dirt. We're just walking up in there for five or six yards. That's how you win football games, SEC championship. Hey, roll tide. My daughter there at school. That's what I'm talking about. That's a La Crete. To start the morning, that's where we like it. We're going to have some pancakes here in a moment. It's going to get real nasty up in here. We're talking about Roll Tide. La Crepe. La Crepe. The boys are too big to be in crepes. <laughs> Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify could do the same thing at your retail store? 
Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash getup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash getup to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash getup. We continue on Get Up. The next game is fact or fiction. Dominique, if I said Josh Allen and the Bills are going to make the playoffs, is that fact or fiction? Unfortunately, it's fiction. The way Josh Allen's been playing, I'd love to see him in the playoffs, but this team has too many issues on defense and a tough uh, slate of games the rest of the way, so I think they missed the playoffs. You know what I say? I say boulder dash. <laughs> I think the Bills are actually the most, the most dangerous team in the oh. entire AFC. As everyone is dropping like flies and looking equally flawed, the Bills Bills have the difference-making player. Josh Allen, yeah. the, the blasphemy that I heard spoken oh. about him after their Reach game against that. Philly last Sunday. There were 106 players eligible to play in that football game, Jeff, Saturday, and the best of them by far was Josh Allen. He is having he is that good, and I think he can actually elevate this team to a deep playoff run this year. I don't disagree with you. I think when you look at Josh Allen, what he has done, he is the reason Buffalo has won the games. They did. He's the reason they did it last year as well. Defense is going to be an issue. Injuries, I understand, an issue. But look, he can put up points with the best of them, and that guy, he's got, he's got the goods. I can't listen to you keep like propping up this straw man that people are saying that did Josh Allen is bad. Yes, no one, are. you no, did no blast. Him. He you gets did blast. Criticized him. You did more blast. than any great player in the NFL by far. Not more than Dak Prescott. I think we celebrate Dak Prescott the, I, with all. All due respect to Dak Prescott is not on Josh Allen's level. Well, he has been the last month, the last several weeks. But anyway, that doesn't matter. We can talk about Josh Allen. We don't talk about him in isolation. Saying that the decisions that he makes in the turnovers hurt his team is not criticism of him. It's a fact. Also saying that this team stands no chance if Josh Allen doesn't attack down the field. It doesn't attack and also become their running game. It matters. So I, no one is out here criticizing Josh Allen. We all saw that he was the best player on the field out there. But he doesn't throw that pick. They do win. That's just a fact that he knows I know you know. But Josh Allen has to be Superman for that team to be in any of these games in the first place. That should buy you some leniency in the court of public opinion. Yeah, again, I, I don't, I mean, I, that court and I, I, I don't really operate there very much. Like, I, I know what. what no, no, no. People, I was, I had I COVID talk, last week, the, and all I'm getting the are people notes I talk from people. To, Josh Allen is good, I'm and that the Bills have a chance. Left and right from people telling me, oh, Gritty, they're killing Josh Allen on your show. They're killing Josh Allen you on your show. They were. You need to talk they to different people. Killing getting notes. They were Nobody's killing Josh Allen. Yes, they were. They were killing we them. Were yes, they were. Josh Allen. Bill's we Mafia, yes, they were. They we were killing them. That you know, he was you know why? If they miss the playoffs, it's not going to be because Josh Allen. It's going to be because Matt Milano and Tredavious White and half yeah. that defense got hurt and they can't stop anybody. They were in 92 offensive plays against the Eagles. And if they get in, they're the team nobody's going to want to play. Ooh. In the meantime, Jeffrey, if I said the Patriots and Steelers oh. Thursday night will not combine for 30 points, that, by the way, is the total. Is that fact or fiction? That's a fact. Uh, it's going to be a very difficult watch unless you're a huge <laughs> proponent of bad offense and defense. decent defense. I'm not even going to say great. <laughs> Here's the deal. The, the Patriots have held teams to an average of 10 points or less in three games and lost all three. Yeah. yeah. That's brutal, man. And, and now Pickett's gone from, from Pittsburgh. 
Oh, my word. One more. Graziano, if I said the Chiefs need to have home field to win the AFC, is that fact or fiction? I think it's fact. I I think the gap between the Chiefs and the rest of the AFC has obviously narrowed quite a bit. They cannot get this offense figured out. I still have faith in their coaching staff and obviously their quarterback to get things figured out, but I do think they're going to go into the playoffs needing that home field more than ever. Mahomes Mahomes never played a road playoff game in his his entire career. Uh, Not that he can't do it, but I think the Chiefs are not so far head and shoulders above the rest of the AFC now. Well, they so don't need I mean, let me spin that in very quickly yeah. into a bigger picture AFC topic because we had Trevor Lawrence get hurt last night. Yes. It looks yep. bad. We will root for the best. You got Cincinnati without their quarterback. You got the Bills whose defense is decimated. You got yep. – I mean, Rodgers went down before the season began. All, who do you like? Who do we like in the AFC? I mean, I think you have to lean to to the Ravens in Baltimore. Their losses that they've had this season were a result of some randomness and fluke, and they seem like a really great team that's been somewhat consistent with a great defense and a quarterback that can reach the highest levels. But find ways to lose in bad ways, right? Like, that's the difficult – I would say Miami. Miami. I'm going Miami, right? I think think with as explosive as they are and the way Tyreek Hill is playing – I mean, obviously, yeah. the commanders helped them by trying to play man coverage. But, but if you look at it, I think I got to go Miami. Who I, like? I, agree with, I agree with Miami. I, I think especially if they can get that one seed and make teams yeah, come I, down there and play them in surprising January humidity, yeah. I, think, uh, I think Miami you know has a really good Let me say chance. this about the AFC. You know what's scary about the AFC right now is you have the Texans and you have mm-hmm. the Colts. And you have, you have teams that are sur- that will begin and continue to surge as the playoffs get there. And the Texans right now, the way these guys yeah. find ways to win games late, and, and, and the Colts find a way, like, those are scary teams once you get the playoff time. There are 16 teams in the AFC. There are seven right now, if Lawrence can't go, that have their, their opening week starting quarterback still playing for them. That's, oh, by the way, insane. should the that's Texans insane. somehow get there, and no one's saying they are, do you know how many rookie quarterbacks have started the Super Bowl? Uh, none. Zero. That yeah. is wow. correct. So could do something yeah. cool. that has wow. never been done. And with that said, who's hungry? Yeah, Time for yeah. The pancakes. yeah. pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing right. going. Yeah. We're back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. Got to eat them up. That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. You can't stop us. Here we go. There's Woo-hoo. nothing we love more than sat him down with Jeff Saturday. Uh, Except yes. sat him down is brought to you by IHOP. Sponsor oh, alert. Oh, yeah. All right, Jeff, Jeff money, baby. Let's go. We're getting this thing cranked up. Hey, guess where we're going? Liberty probably should be in the top four according to Foxworth belief. <laughs> Get out of here. Go right here. <laughs> we got little dude. Watch the speed. Watch him. He's not done. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Boom. Five yards. Go get him. You got to love it. Look, uh, deep cleaner oh. in the turf. Stand over and let your man walk in the end zone. You're a little dude, but I like it, Ben. I like it. I like the, I like the aggressiveness, and you a lot of development. Well, you got to stay out of the fray, and then you got to be the and make some noise. I like that hit. I like it. Look, he's down. Ooh. Hey, look at him. Eyes closed. I'm going to help me. Can't nobody help me now, my man. This is where we go. Hey, we're going to Washington. I've been talking to Oregon up all season, but look at Washington. Fahutano? No. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I think there's a green cleat after this thing. You see one little one, then a big one, and there is cleats being left on the field. Physicality was at a premium in this game, y'all. I'm letting y'all know this was a lot of fun. This is a two-pancakes. For guys getting after people, they're finishing, finishing. Oh, Oh, hats were being laid in this one. I'm telling you, great game. 
A lot of physicality, but you like when they get knocked down, especially in the hole. That's linebacker love. Got him we put them down. That's two. And then finishing out in Texas. Woo! Watch this right here. Watch him. Get oh, some. No. Oh, my oh, word. No. Let me just let you know. There was no surprise in this. This is a man pulling, a man trying to sneak in there and get it. Oh, and guess what? He no. received it. Don't try to sneak oh, no. in. Don't try to oh. get in there. My man laid same foot, same shoulder, and almost oh. knocked his helmet flat out. Oh. That is a three pancaker, and that is nasty. You got to love it. Oh. oh, my goodness. Hey, he was just trying to watch, make sure the guy didn't go score. That's a three. That one, one should have come with a disclaimer. Oh, boy, that was <laughs> that painful. I should have told you to revert your eyes if you're watching. That is a painful one. Nick, you ever been on the wrong side of that? Absolutely, and it does not feel good. Oh, I failed all my Spanish tests the next week. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up, did you hear what Florida State's most famous alum May had to say about the Seminole yeah. snub? You're going to hear it next after we clean up. Get up. On ESPN. You juggling? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Fox got two quick hands. Two quick hands. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. My favorite part of that speech, it's V-Week at ESPN. Please join the fight if you can against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. All right, we're going back to this because the reaction was so overwhelming and everyone here did not feel they got nearly enough chance to say everything they wanted to say about college football and the stunning decision from the committee to exclude undefeated conference champion Florida State from the playoff. 
The most famous football player ever to go to Florida State is Deion Sanders. This is what he had to say about it yesterday on Good Morning America. Coach Norvell did a great job of handling it and uh, speaking his voice. But you got to understand big market football. I mean, it, you're not going to have a college football playoff without Nick Saban, the, the, the godfather, and uh, the Alabama team. You, It's tough. So, again, and here's Heather and Paul, and I will repeat. Uh, Heather has a piece up on ESPN.com, which will take you inside the committee room where the decision was made, the room where it happens, if you will, better than anybody else will. And I'll get to Heather in a second, but Paul, just quickly, on what Dion said, because what, what his words, coming from a person with his level of credibility, are going to inspire many others who feel that there is a conspiracy theory here to be more emboldened in that perspective. What did you think of what Dion said? I think there was partial truth in what he said, Greeny. Yes, Nick Saban is the godfather. He's the goat. But it's also worth remembering, oh, 52 weeks ago when Alabama was at number five, they did not get in. And quite frankly, they should have uh, in many people's minds. Nick Saban lobbied everywhere he could. So uh, it's, a, it's a mixed judgment. But, but ultimately, what, what I think uh, Dion is trying to say is that this is entertainment. And, and I think a lot of people are failing to realize that. And this committee is a committee. They get together, they watch games together, and, 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 and I, I can't get it out of my mind that they're watching this, this game on Saturday afternoon in Atlanta, and they're thinking, this is unbelievable. We have two of the best teams in the country. And then they watched that night from Charlotte when they saw Louisville uh, in Florida State. And, and it, it did not look like the highest quality football. So I think they made their decision based on that. I think that's right, and yet all of the other stuff comes in. Now, again, Heather, for those who have not yet had a chance to read your story, give us the most important headlines here. For those just joining us, what are the most important things that happened in that room that left us where we wound up? People need to understand why Florida State was number five. And it's not rocket science. It goes back to what Paul's saying. They're watching the football games together. And Florida State is averaging 3.4 yards per play. The game is tied at three, three points in the third quarter. Meanwhile, Alabama is beating the nation's number one team. That, coupled with the selection committee's protocol that allowed them to look forward and consider the injury to Jordan Travis and ask the question, can Florida State compete, contend, and win a national title without Jordan Travis, has us where we are today. In addition, Greeny, to the fact that this system was built by the commissioners a decade ago to exclude one of their champions. That's why we are where we are. Right. Yeah, there are five power conferences and there are four teams. Very quickly, before I let everyone in here, or four teams that get in, of course, before I get everyone in here, Heather, for those who are just joining us, can you repeat the part you said earlier today about the transparency or lack thereof? This was something I did not know. But if Paul and I are on that committee and we are sitting next to each other as these conversations go, what is it you told us earlier today? You don't know how each other is voting. This is a secret ballot. 
This is as secretive as it gets. The only person who knows how these votes are unfolding is CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock, who's sitting at the table. It's done by cross-country scoring. If you've never run before, the team with the lowest points wins. And so the lowest points continue to be put back up on the board, and then they discuss it and debate it, and then they go to the next teams. They did that about six to eight times to get the top three and then the next three and then you go down in batches and then you start once you get 10 and below to vote four teams at a time. So there's a system and a process, but it's not transparent and people don't trust what they cannot see, which is why you have conspiracies, anger and fist banging instead of disappointment and only disappointment. Okay, and so as I bring it to the table here, because everyone has such strong look. If you if you love sports, then you have an opinion on this um, because there's something about it that feels so fundamentally unfair. And I will repeat: regardless of who you think is the best team, the computers run all this stuff. Our strength of record, meaning what teams actually accomplished during the season, finished with Washington at one, Michigan at two, uh, Florida State at three. Alabama at four and Texas at five. Take that for what it's worth. Nick, go. So the, the stats that Heather, and this is obviously not a criticism of Heather, she's just reporting what she's found out, but the stats that she brought up about like yards per play, who cares? Like, we are not looking for who has the best yards per play champion. And they also did it with their third-string quarterback, who probably would not play in the game. They'd be up to their second-string quarterback. So the fundamental point is we all have biases, including the people in the committee. So suggest, suggesting that somehow they're being objective and that they're picking what's best for us, I think, is a problem because they're making a choice based on a projection that they have on their opinion, right. which I think degrades the value or the, the respect that we have for this process. Put people in. And for all the teams, as I mentioned in the first hour, for the other teams that are competitive but have lost the game, you can say that someone is definitively better than them. You can't say that for Florida State. You can't. You, you can say you think they are, but they have not lost. And if Florida State, or excuse me, if, if Alabama would have uh, beaten Texas, we wouldn't have these questions. If Georgia would have beaten Alabama, we wouldn't have these questions. If Texas beats Oklahoma, Florida State beat all the teams. But you cannot say just because Texas beat Alabama in what, September, October, whatever it, it was, was September. that they're definitively better than Alabama. You can say on that day they were better than Alabama. You're not talking about looking back. The, the, the criteria have always been subjective. By definition, right. Exactly. They're going to be subjective. Exactly. And this is a committee that wants to put together the best possible four-team field. That the, the, the average score of the national semifinal games since this format started 10 years ago is 40 to 21. They don't want 40 to 21 games. Yeah. And Florida State with a backup quarterback, unfortunately for them, and in the estimation of the committee, put them at risk of a 40 to 21 semifinal. They don't want it. When you when you think about the either. hypocrisy of it all, and that's what you're talking about, you're like, it's a, then it's been hypocritical the whole time. It's Great. not just if you have a system where four teams are going to be accepted, but you have five power, yeah. somebody. Okay. So they left out the ACC champion, but all the others are champions, right? They they all won their. So they won the SEC. They won the big. So everybody else was a champion. So all you're arguing is that okay, this was a better team because of our strength of record. But when you looked at what the committee was trying to do was find the four best teams at this point in the season. 
you're telling me that you think Florida State is better than those other four. Because that's I'm, what you're saying. I'm telling you that it doesn't care, that it doesn't matter what I think or what they think. The point is, the reason why we play games and we don't just look at rosters and decide who the champion is before the season starts is to find out who can have, who can persevere throughout the entire season to not have mishaps. Like, that's the point of college football. If we're not going to do it, then we should vote, have an AP vote before the season starts and name a national championship. No, so all I'm asking, I'm not saying that their job is easy. I'm just confused at why y'all trying to defend them. Stop defending them, okay? They, okay, they it, set up a bad process and they end up with a bad result. So criticize them for that. Stop pretending like that you can make some argument that makes it all okay. It's, it's a The way it would have been okay was if they would have started the, 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 the multi, you know, more teams in that, by the way, the more ACC teams ain't gonna make it better. didn't want to do it. Yes, they did, because 16 ain't going to, like, okay, it would make it better, because they would have all been in. That's not, that's not true. Heather, talk to us about that. They will go to a 12-team playoff last year. How does that factor into this conversation? Oh, I love that people think this is going to solve everything. (laughs) This is going to be equally (laughs) as angry. Okay, the the one thing that this is going to solve is that the conference champions will be in, period. Okay? So you're not going to have an undefeated Florida State being left out or anybody else. What this will make people angry about is this is going to be a very – Big 10 SEC heavy 12-team playoff at Notre Dame because you have conference realignment. So your 12 teams could look very similar to Washington, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame. There's 10 for you. Guess what conference is there from? And now that's that every- what we want. That's what we want. We want we want more we want more games for the college athletes. Yeah. It's just like it's more work for them and it's not getting a better process. What we're going to then get to is the more respect that we have for this big conference and it's going to be an argument about the smaller conferences not getting in. Why have 12 teams if you're not going to make room for them? Let me give Paul Feinbaum the final word here. Go ahead, Paul. Well, Greeny, I'm just entertained by it all, especially yesterday. I mean, we had the governor of Florida, the the (laughs) senator from Florida call for an investigation, a lawsuit. We had the former president of the United States blame this on the sitting governor. But I've agreed with the committee, but I'm thinking about changing because last night I had CNN on and they put up a tweet and this guy said, I support the committee. They were right. And the tweet was by O.J. Simpson. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I'm on the opposite side of that, to be clear. I don't uh, – this stuff Paul, doesn't Paul, matter, you should, have, you should have led with that. We had a whole different conversation, man. <laughs> I mean, it does matter. I know it's, it's funny to laugh about politicians getting involved in all that stuff, but this is huge money for the schools. It is. It's huge profile for the players. It matters. It's it important. You see that schools, their fundraising, the academic quality yep. of institutions are impacted by how well their football teams perform. Yep. It's like the research has supported that. So us just pretending like it's some dumb little game. Who cares? Why do you care so much? That's why I'm angry. Not because I care about Florida State. Because this is a, it's unfair. They did their part, and they're going to be robbed of the opportunity for their success. And I think after my rant yesterday, I could run for governor of Florida and win, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. I'm feeling I'm good there. Heather and Paul, thank you. Thank you. Read Heather's piece <laughs> on ESPN.com. It's got all the insight. In the meantime, uh, we got the Jimmy V Classic tonight, doubleheader. We got FAU in Illinois. And there's, there's your boys, Jeff. You got North Carolina Go taking on UConn. That's tonight on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, the Cowboys, Dak's revenge. Is he about to torch the Eagles' defense? Is this a must-win for Dallas? We're talking about that. And then, we're doing this. Sneaky hembo for Graziano. Which NFL quarterback has the most wins 
as an underdog this season? Answers next. Oh, underdog. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, we're back. Hembo is arguing this is a question everyone and the audience wants to know the answer to. I'm not convinced, but one way or the other, here it is. Which NFL quarterback has the most wins as an underdog this season? It's tough because I'm not somebody who bets on NFL games, right? So I'm not necessarily sure going back. But I'm looking at, like, the surprising teams, right? I, I was thinking about Kenny Pickett. I was thinking about C.J. Stroud. You know, te- teams that have won six, seven games and maybe have been underdogs a lot. Jordan Love. Um... I'm going to go with Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Steal. That's oh my, my guess. Oh, my goodness. It was Jordan Love, and Pickett oh. is next by one game. It was The answer is Kenny Pickett. It is Jordan Love with five. Kenny Pickett with four. C.J. Stroud with right. four. Sam Howell with right. three. Even Let's take a look at the scoreboard, shall we? We'll that All one. right. Hembo, 33 to 14. Finally so it's a three-score game. Or if you're the Jets, it's seven field goals. <laughs> one way or the other, uh, he is still alive and kicking. Let's talk about the Cowboys then. Dak Prescott has been dominant during the Cowboys' current four-game winning streak. He and Dallas will host fellow MVP candidate Jalen Hurts and the Eagles in what could be the biggest regular season game of Dak's career on Sunday night. That's where I want this conversation to begin. It feels like absolutely everything is at stake here. In a season where if the Cowboys and Eagles have proven one thing, it is that neither of them wants any part of San Francisco. Winning the division feels more important than ever. This is a must-win for Dak and the Cowboys. Yeah, I think winning the division does put them in position to get that number one overall seed. And I think with everyone being as closely bunched as they are, whoever has that first round by gets really far. I wouldn't call this a must-win, though, for Cowboys or for Dak. The way that we talk about Dak is not going to change until he wins a, a con- or gets to a conference championship game. So if they win this game, we'll just move the goalposts until the playoffs. If they lose it, then we'll say Dak. 
that guy. But to that point, if the Eagles win this game, when you look at their remaining yeah. schedule, yes. if the Eagles exactly. win this game, Over. then you might as well wrap it up. They're For going sure. to be the one seed. And that means Dallas winds up in San Francisco Ooh. early in the playoffs, worst case scenario. That is the worst case scenario. So I guess from that perspective, I'm with you. It's yeah, a must, it's a must win. win. It's for the team. And, and to your yes. point, exactly for that reason, right? It's, it's not, I don't care about Dax, what people think about him in the past or in the future. At the end of the day, for this team right now, they have to win for their team, for the psyche of their football team, and for Dallas playing at home is massive. And to your point, whoever's going to run into buzzsaw of San Francisco earlier it, it is not excited about that play. They've both been boat raced by the same team. But if you're Dallas, You've shown you can play with them, but you can't beat them. you got to find a way to beat them this time. Cowboys have done what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Since that game against Philly, they had games they should win. They've won them all. They've looked great. Yep. This is their big moment. Their problem is the Eagles won all but one in right. the same time. They were supposed to face the tougher schedule, so they're still ahead. Yes, if the Eagles win this game, they're ahead by two games, and they have the tiebreaker. So, yes, the division race is almost certainly over, and for the first time in 19 years, the same team will have won the division two years in a row. You guys know I don't believe this is going to happen, mm -hmm. so I think Dallas wins. But, but I do think it's a must win because they have to be – I think they have to be at home. I think getting the bye would be massive, but even if they can't get the bye and San Francisco yeah, being does, being at home is they have not lost at home. Not only have they not lost at home, they've dominated teams at home. I think when we talk about what's changed about their offense since the season started, right? Like pre-snap motion. Yeah. Right? More incorporation Absolutely. of that. Easier at home, right? When there's yeah. nobody yelling at you. So I think there are a lot of reasons, not just, you know, ephemeral ones and, and for their psyche, et cetera, that, that matter for Dallas to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think what the Eagles have to do, though, is reinstitute uh, Jalen Hurts into the running attack. I think that matters for them. And while we're talking a lot about psyche of the Cowboys, we're forgetting the fact that even though the Eagles made it to the playoff or made it to the championship, the Super Bowl last year, this year they haven't looked very good. And they've struggled in a lot of games, including that game against the Cowboys. So it's, let's not pretend like the Eagles are far and away established oh. and they have this under control. I know Jeff wants to blame the rest of, or blame that last loss on the last of rest, but I do think the Eagles still are getting better and learning their defense and their offense, frankly. All right, it is the game of the season to this point in the NFL. We'll have much more football as we go, but NBA action, in-season tournament giving us Ball a night. huge surprise last night. Tyrese Halliburton, if that's not a name you know, get used to hearing it. He had his first career triple-double. Pacers knock off the Celtics by 10 last night in the quarters of the in-season tournament. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both went for 30 in the loss, but the Pacers move on. They will face the winner of the Knicks and Bucks in the East Semis on Thursday. Let's take a quick look at the bracket there. Milwaukee and the Knicks go head-to-head -head on one side. On the other side, the Pelicans were able to knock off Sacramento, so they await the winner of the Suns and Lakers tonight. This tournament has been really interesting to watch unfold. All the action comes to us starting tomorrow night. But Tim Legler is with us here today. And the Lakers, this feels like an interesting moment for them as far as this particular tournament is concerned. The Suns, who will figure to be a team in their way, and then the bigger picture of the rest of the year. No question about it. I, I think this is a great gauge for what we're going to see later on down the road because we're all trying to figure out who is the biggest challenger to the Denver Nuggets, right? Regardless of Denver's record, we all expect Denver to be there at the end, a conference finalist, maybe a repeat champion. So who is going to be the team that challenges them the most? And both of these teams represent the different ways of going at Denver. And now we're going to see a contrast in styles. For Phoenix, it's all about the firepower of Durant and Booker and eventually Bradley Beal. And they're really going to beat you by outscoring you for the most part. They're not super physical. They're not very big. They're not a great defensive team, but they can light you up 
against the Lakers, who can beat you in a different way, physically, playing inside out with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, sort of dominating their front line. And so the contrast in styles is what I want to see tonight. Lakers made a bunch of additions in the offseason, and that's what we also want to see. Is their depth better than it was a year ago when they were swept by the Nuggets? We continue to use the word if connected to the sun so often and so many times because we just haven't seen this big three put together. But if and when we do, could they be as good an offensive team as what? I mean, yeah. what, what? Potentially, this they have a, a chance to be one of the best offensive teams this league has ever seen. Yeah. I mean, you look at right now what even Indiana is doing. They're breaking records in terms of their efficiency and pace. Phoenix has a chance to get on that level um, with these three guys. And the, the great luxury of it is this. If you're Frank Vogel and you've got three guys on this level, at no point do you have to play one second of a game with less than two elite top-shelf offensive players on the floor. No one can match the firepower at the top of the roster that the Phoenix Suns have once Bradley Beal is on the court. It's a little concerning that this went from a day-to-day injury to who knows when he's going to come back. There's a lot of time, and this is a second-half team, and this is a playoff team. That's what they're worried about. So I don't think we need to worry too much about Bradley Beal not being there. There's plenty of time in the season for them to get time together. But, yes, this could be the toughest cover for any team in the league when these three guys are together. That's fair. But we're approaching Christmas, and that's when, you know, we start to think things get a little serious and trade deadlines start becoming part of the conversation and everything else. So at this moment... Yes. Who do you identify in the West as the biggest threat to Denver? I probably would put the Lakers right now because of what they did with their additions, how well D'Angelo Russell is playing. He's more comfortable. Look, and the Lakers lost some games early when Austin Reeves really struggled out of the gate with a new contract. I think he's starting to play better. Ultimately, because of the size and physicality of the Lakers and because of, of LeBron James' unique ability to control the games the way that he does, particularly if it slows down, right now I would say the Lakers. But we need to see. I'm reserving the right to change my mind on the Phoenix Suns when we get into the second half of the year. I originally picked the Phoenix Suns to play Denver in the conference finals before the season. I need to see what that looks like. We haven't, so I'm not going to sit there and say I'm locked into the Lakers being a better pick than the Suns. But right now, today, as we sit here, they clearly are. There have been some interesting early season surprises. Minnesota's been so good. OKC, keep an eye on New Orleans. If they should stay healthy, it's going to be good stuff. Thank you, Legs. Great to see you as we go. In the meantime, first take coming up top of the hour. They'll have much more hoops there as well. Plus, who's going to win the AFC? Who's the bigger threat in the NFC, Cowboys or Eagles? They're talking about that in five and a half minutes. And then right after that, McAfee. Live from this studio, noon Eastern. And do you know who will be stopping by in person? Aaron Rodgers in the house later today on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
NHL doubleheader Thursday. Ovi and the Caps visiting the Stars, then the Devils in Seattle to face the Kraken. It all starts at 8 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. And once more before we go, in case you missed it last night, what do you think of this, Dominique? Man, it's an entertainer. Good splash, quality dive. I don't know what score I would give it. Maybe uh, six? Pretty good dive, right? Pretty I mean, that's... good dive. Does he not like those clothes? <laughs> like, I don't understand what the... I mean, I'm more concerned about his own health. Like, they, they have somebody standing by with antibiotics. Uh, before the game, at least. Good yeah. fun today. We'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. First take, now.